ever look at someone, right? You're seeing them out on social media and you think, how do they do it though? Like, I don't, I couldn't do what she does. I couldn't be the way she is. I, um, that's not for me. Like, she's just lucky or she's just this or she, and you just start comparing yourself to people out there, uh, male or female, but you start comparing yourself and you think, how on earth can I do this? How am I ever meant to reach that level? You see them winning trophies. You see them like on TV or hosting a podcast. You're like, whoa, that is like that is too big. That is too too big for me to climb. And that, regardless of your age, regardless of how long you've been in the industry, that is a fear that a lot of people struggle with. They it doesn't matter whether you've been in the industry for a year, two years, or seven years, or you know, 15 years, it is something that people look at today. You know, when we're looking at a financial advisor or a property investor or um, anyone in the financial services uh, kind of arena, and we see them succeeding and thriving on, on, on social media, we think, but how? What, what, where, where do I fit in in all this? So welcome back to another episode of The Money Honey. And this is exactly the kind of topics we bring to you on the show. And you're with me today, your host, Rosalia Lazaratilli, the founder and CEO of Manuka Media, uh, Amazon number one best-selling author. I'm also a school enterprise advisor, so I do a lot of financial education in schools and I go into schools as well to talk about a business as a career route or business as an alternative route to uh, being employed. And of course, I'm the host of The Money Honey and I created this show because I want to bring these subjects to the forefront i want to bring the talented females in this industry to the limelight all right and some people that come on the show as you will notice are from all different backgrounds as in some people are really senior and really successful some people have only just entered the industry some people have been in the industry for 20 30 years and never spoken up ever in their life and this is the first time they've ever you know put themselves out there and some are absolute pros are putting themselves out there so i just want to bring a variety of people together because that journey of that person might resonate with you or it might resonate with someone you know so I'm trying to bring that diversity just to show you everyone's normal everyone's normal like we're all totally normal like no one has anything that you don't and it's just about discovering it within yourself what it is that you have and harnessing that and and leveraging it so today to just show you how nice it is when nice people succeed like when nice people win we win and we want them to win and I've brought today one of the kindest nicest people and I genuinely mean that because we've only met just through social media and then we bumped into each other at events and I don't know you know when you just meet someone you're like I couldn't be more happy for your success so I, I mean one of the times that I met this particular person was at an event where they actually won an award and I just went crazy with my phone. I started filming them and taking loads of pictures. And I was like, you know, this is what happens when when good people win. Um, and, you know, I love to see it. So I am so excited to bring on the show Nicola McKenzie. She co-founded Dunham McCarthy Group. And this is a not just a, a, a woman in finance. This is a leader. This is she's breaking boundaries. She's pushing outside of her comfort zone. Um, she's become a social media superstar. She has her own educational um, YouTube channel where she uh, shares so many valuable insights about mortgages. You know, when you're like, oh, is mortgages really for social media? 
Yes, absolutely. Because when you are sharing so much value and so much education, people want to binge watch that. So with no further ado, I've got to, I've got to bring her on because I'm so eager to speak to her. Here we have her, Nicola. <laughs> Hi, Roz. Thank you so much for inviting me on. And congratulations to you as well on your book. I'm really pleased for you. It's amazing. Oh, thank you so much. I have to, it feels so weird when I have to do my intro and I'm like, I have to say it. I have to say, because it's just something I never, you gotta do it. I gotta do it. And I'm like, I can't believe that's me. Like when I speak, I'm like, pinch me now. Like, how is that me? How is that a life that I've created like I feel so blessed and, and lucky but so thank you for that um and so tell us who are you I've given a bit of an intro but uh for the for those listening um who are you and what do you do um okay so I'm obviously Nicola McKenzie I run a business called Donna McCarthy um we're a group of companies so um we do, we're not you know we don't just do mortgages and insurance so we're a group we're heavily involved in estate planning um, we do other things as well. We into our technology. We do software, um, anything legal. We're family lawyers now as well. So there's quite a few things going on under our umbrella. Um, but my main area, what I'm mainly responsible for, is um, leading the mortgage and financial division within the group. So it's a business that we set up in 2011. It's just the two of us when we set the business up. And since then, yeah, we've grown. We're now a team of, I say, pushing around 60 people in total. Again, that is spread across the legal half as well. So it's probably a 50-50 split. There's 25 to 30 in the finance half. And then the remainder is in the legal part of our business. Um, we're based in Stafford. And yeah, I guess that's a, enough about how yeah. I started. Unless there's no, anything else specifically that you want to know. That, uh, that's Fantastic. Now, you have also earned a, several accolades, right, and prestigious awards. Can you just tell us a little bit about those awards and, and what they are? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you know, it's quite funny, actually, Ros, because uh, we only actually started putting, you know, you talked about putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. We only started putting ourselves out there maybe 18 months ago where awards are concerned. So a lot of people don't know this and even social media, right? Okay, so I, on a personal level, even now I don't really post on social media. I have got a personal Instagram. I might post on it once a month if, I, if I've got the time, if I can be bothered. Um, but social media, we there was no trace of us for the first 10 years of our business with awards as well. The only awards we would go to are our network awards, overseas conventions, that kind of thing. Now, our... We ended up winning Legal and General Business Quality Award only last year, 2022. That was the first award externally to our network that we won. And that's because our BDM said, the quality of what you guys are doing is brilliant. I'm putting you forward for this award. He said, come along to London. We went, never thought we'd win. What do you know? We won. So that then gave me the inspiration and the bug. I'm like, right, I'm going for more awards. I'm doing Yes. <laughs> yes. And then I'll be honest, now I'm a bit awarded out. I've pulled back a bit, a little bit. But over the last 18 months, we won BQ Legal and General BQA again a few months ago. So we've run that two years consecutively, which I was really, really proud of. 
we entered mortgage strategy first year we entered and we walked away with best broker for protection. Obviously, we all know mortgage strategy is a real big one. So I was super duper happy about that. Um, I can't remember what other rewards we've we've won. I'm sure there's there's I other, think I the mortgage but, strategy one, wasn't I, with you? Strategy one. Um, we've been finalists at cover. Um, highly, highly um, commended. I commended. Get my words out. <laughs> commended at cover um, for the women's awards. And yeah, but like I said, we're fairly new to the award scene, actually. Amazing. And you know what? I've got another broker who's. Um, just um, kind of got that new bug of applying for awards, yeah. but he's a commercial brokerage. You see, actually, I want to mention on that note, we always talk about how women are afraid to put themselves out there. And mm -hmm. um, I actually work with 99% of my clients are men, right? right? And I'm working with them on personal branding, social media. And let me tell you, there are a lot of barriers and a lot of confidence issues. You think that they don't have it but they mm -hmm. absolutely do. And I am so privileged and so humbled when I am working with typically a 40, 50 year old male who has no like no confidence on po to post on social media and they're so open and comfortable talking to me about it and I get to break barriers with them. So it's not just in the women, okay? We're, we're gonna touch on this, aren't we, right? Yeah, no, that's a really good point you raised, Roz. I completely agree. We've all got our own, um, you know, fears, confidence issues. Don't get me wrong. They often manifest themselves in different ways for different people. Um, but I think for a lot of us, you know, it rings true. And I think it's just about working out the mechanisms for you as an individual to help you overcome that because we all have different ways of approaching the confidence issue. And I think you just have to w find out what way works for you. Exactly that. And what I have noticed, again, as I always say on these shows, we we come in peace. We're not here to name and shame or dig, you know, at anything. I'm just expressing my experience and so are the speakers. So respect for everybody who is actually stepping outside of their comfort zone because it's brave to come on a show like this and then actually talk about your own personal views. But we respect everyone's views um, as long as they mean no harm. So my view is the reason I have 99% of um, clients who are men is because they actually take action more so. That, so the confidence issue might be in the woman and in the man, but the difference is the man's like, right, we've got to get over it. We just got to do it, right? Whereas I've had a lot of women hold back and hesitate and say, yes, Ros, I'll let you know when I'm ready. You're never going to be ready. Like you've got the proposal in your inbox. Like you're not going to do anything. See you in a year's time. And guess what? When I see them in a year's time, they've done nothing. So how have you... How have um, you broken yeah. into that? How have you, because you say you don't post on social media, but I see a lot of your YouTube videos, which are like the hardest to do. Oh no, sorry. So for business, I'm all over social media. Oh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I didn't make that. I was going to say, well, I've seen loads about you. No, 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 no. I mean, I net, I don't use it on a personal level. I have okay. no in social media. Personal level. Oh, that's fair enough. Um, but yeah, so I completely agree with you. Do you know one book that I will recommend to any female listeners, because it is a book aimed at women. It's a book called The Confidence Code. I can't remember who the author is, but that book was, I'd say, I'd go as far as to say, almost life-changing for me. Wow. I thought it was amazing. Um, read it a few years ago. And part of that book does give an example of what you've just said there, Ross. I think they talk about, and this is a, a study that I'm sure a lot of people might be familiar with, but men, when they're applying for a job, might always aim for one that's 20% above 
their pay grade or their capability. Whereas women, we will often go for that job that's 20% less than where we actually are and our capabilities. And that's actually a study. That's a proven thing. So, um, so I do agree with you. There is something there. And again, it's probably not, you know, there isn't enough time to explore it in a podcast. Um, but you know, there's a lot of factors at play there. It's not just one particular thing, but there's a lot no. of factors at play there that lead to exactly what, what you've just mentioned. Now, in terms of how I deal with it, um, on a personal level, I, I am out there on social media quite a lot, but that wasn't, that's, that's not always been who I am, if that makes sense. So, you know, if you go back five years ago, that's the first time that I started putting social media content out there. Before that, I wouldn't say that I was, um, I wouldn't say that by nature, I'm necessarily the quietest person in the room, but I'm not you know, an in-your-face type of character. I don't think anybody, other people might say differently. I'm fairly reserved as a person. But again, I think that people need to accept the confidence can manifest itself in different ways. And again, in terms of the way that I've dealt with just getting out there, you have to accept that you're not going to be perfect from day one. In fact, perfection is probably something, a level you'll never get to. You have to accept that when you are, whether it's putting content out there, whether it's entering that award, you have to accept that, you know, it's not always going to be perfect, but who is perfect? And also, like you say, just do it, I think is the easiest way to say it. And a phrase that springs to mind that I've that resonates with me, particularly I'd say the last five years to 10 years of what I've been doing is that being uncomfortable is inevitable for growth. And if you don't understand that, or if you don't like that, that's okay, but you're not going to progress is the is my honest opinion um, on that. Because, you know, for the first five years of my career, I'd say I probably didn't fully grasp that concept. And I think I would hold back in many situations. And thinking back to those situations, I was actually capable of doing those things. But because of you know, do you know, it's easier to be comfortable. I probably didn't push myself in the first five years as much as I could have and should have, if you like. But a turning point came to me, came for me when I did my first public speaking um, gig and I actually volunteered myself for it. So in fact, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you this story really quickly. So in our um, network, we do overseas conventions. You have to qualify. Um, you know, they'll take a select few of us overseas. And it was Iceland. I think it was about eight years ago. And when I used to initially go on these conventions, I'd also always do what you said earlier. I'd look at people presenting guest speakers and I'd think, I could never do that. I could never do it. This is what I used to think. And then a few years in, I thought to myself, do you know what? I still feel like I could never do that, but I have to find a way to do that. <laughs> Don't ask me why, but I just thought to get myself and our business to the next level, I have to work out a way to battle this and to conquer my fear and become a better public speaker. So I started reading things, um, you know, and, and thinking, how am I going to do this? So I basically text um, Richard Coulson, who used to kind of be the head of these events at the time. And I said, Richard, I want to present in Iceland. I sent the text and then I was like, oh my God, what have I just done? 
Yeah. And then he texted back and he was like, great, what are you going to talk about? I was like, no. Yeah. The fact that I've messaged you is scary enough, mate. I knew that once I sent that message, it had to happen. But at this stage, I hadn't actually figured out how it was going to happen, but it was about six months away. So anyway, I'd committed to it. Uh, again, at that time, it was a really scary concept, getting up in front of, you know, the top 100 business owners in our network of thousands of brokers and talking about business. Ros, I can't tell you how much fear that put into me, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. So the one other message that I want to give to people is that, you know what I did? I practiced and I prepared. I spent countless hours preparing for that presentation because I was like, do you know what? If I practice this inside out, upside down, I will be okay on the day. Fail to prepare, prepare to fail is what they say, right? So I did take that approach with that presentation. I'd film myself doing the, the presentation. I'd watch it back. What did I say? How was the delivery? You know, I'd, I'd, I really put my heart and soul into that presentation. So it came to the day and it came out and it was faultless. It was I wouldn't say perfect, but it was as close to perfection. I wouldn't have changed anything about it. I thought I did a great job. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I know in an arrogant way, but you know what? I put so much time into it. I'm not afraid to say. That's I did. Oh, my God, Nicola, I'm so glad you said that because I think we're, we're not only did like kudos to you for not only putting your hand up, then you, you wanted it. I can feel the hunger. I can feel the passion. And Absolutely. that's all it takes. Like, it doesn't matter how many, like, you can pay me however much you like, but unless you're actually going to take action and do what it takes and practice and, and put the work into it, no matter how good your coach is, they can't make you do something. You, do you know what I mean? And I, do come from that I don't know um, about you, but I do think sometimes people do underestimate that, you know, hard work is going to be part of of that journey as well and if you're not prepared to work hard at something that's okay I'm not knocking that but you have to accept then that you're not going to get the results that you want but you know yeah. you're on social media a lot um you know a lot of the work that goes on behind the scenes running the business that I'm running like the hours that's involved in a lot of what we do as is with the majority of business owners people don't see that but the point is, is that these results come from an incredible amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. I mean, now when I'm doing a public speaking event, I don't put in necessarily, depending on who the audience is, but I'm probably not spending the level of time that I did back then. But that was because it was such unfamiliar territory to me. Now, you know, I do public speaking regularly. So it's not, you know, it, it's not as daunting as it once was then. So probably less prep required, but I'm still prepping. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I get it. I, I've been speaking for about 10 years now. So I've been doing public speaking. And I think people, if they met me today, mm -hmm. they think I was born this way. And they're like, oh, yeah, but it's all, that's what I was trying to say at the beginning of the, the, the yeah. intro, which is like, you know, you look at someone on social media, you're like, yeah, but it's all right for you. You're confident. You're this, you're that. You're like, yeah, but you didn't see me fall flat on my face 10 years ago. And I've kept going. You've got to do it scared. You've got to do it whilst you're still new and raw and nervous because you're never going to get to that point where you're not nervous, as nervous anyway. So, so true. But I do think though, again, and I think this is partly not helped by social media, actually. <laughs> One of the negatives, sorry, the sunlight's just changed really weirdly. Oh, you're glowing, don't you worry. <laughs> That's not really weird, but anyway. Um, the, I think it is easy to think that people did just roll out of bed and were, yay, 
here's me and I'm confident and there was no or not a lot of work that went into it. I can see how people can fall into the trap of believing that because social media is only a 60 second clip or a five minute clip. Yeah. But social media isn't, I don't want to say it isn't real, but it's not, it's only a small picture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a small glimpse into what people are doing. So you just have to take it with a pinch of salt and understand that you've, you're exactly right. Most A lot of people's journey didn't just start by switching that camera on and they were great. That's not how it works for most people. No, it, no, but yeah, absolutely is not the case. And I've done so many videos that I'm like, oh, that could have been better or I didn't edit it in the nicest way. But do you know what? That action over perfection because uh, i always say my saying is uh, progress over perfection and actually mm -hmm. sometimes even though i know i can uh, edit to the best of my ability i know i can produce a better video i just haven't i might not have time right now so i'd rather put something out that's good yeah. enough that yeah. procrastinate and say well actually in an ideal world i'd like to send it to my videographer um mm -hmm. connor in the background um, so he's behind the scenes. <laughs> I'd rather send it to my bit, but I can't constantly like call him and be like, "Hey, can you edit this?" Can you say? So sometimes I just have to do like something on my own. Um, but get the message goes out there. It, it's still it's still something that I can share with with people, and I do I do like to show myself on social media, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I don't just show myself on stage wearing yellow and like always being vibrant. I actually do show the downs and the the low points and. You know, maybe when I'm ill or when I'm like struggling with something, I do like to try and be as honest and as open as possible on, on social media. I don't know how you find that with your, because you're doing a lot of business posts, right? Correct. Like I say, I don't really use, well, I don't use it on a personal level at all, really. Um, I don't have the time and it's just, I don't enjoy it on a personal level, personally. Fair enough, yeah. And each person to their own. But for me, the enjoyment, I don't get that when I'm posting about things in my personal life. I would rather keep those private. Yeah, definitely. So although you're doing business posts, it's still you. It's still your face. And that's what I think people struggle with. So what um, for those listening saying, look, I don't want to post about myself. I don't want to share my kids' stories or mm. what I'm doing at the weekend. Mm -hmm. um, how can a business, from a business perspective, how can you start embracing social media in a business? What could you, what would you say to them? Um, I would first of all say master one platform. I think often people spread themselves thinly at the beginning and think they have to be on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and do all these things at once. And actually, our initial platform was YouTube. We didn't go on to TikTok, Instagram until about 18 months ago, actually. So LinkedIn, I only joined LinkedIn a year, just over a year ago, you know. So um, so I think getting to grips with one platform and building an audience there first before you start looking at the other platforms. But the one thing that I do also want to mention is the fact that, again, I think sometimes where people fall down with social media is that they they think that the time input is much less than what it is. I'm sure people have probably heard this many times before, but social media is about consistency. And in order to be consistent, again, you have to make sure that you have got enough time dedicated to this. Just putting a post up for 10 minutes here and there isn't going to cut it in most cases. You know, it is the amount of time. So I'd, I'd probably say at the moment, you know, probably a good, if I were to round it all up, 
probably a day, a couple of days a week is spent on social media. You know, we're fortunate in the business that we run that we do have management and team leaders to deal with a lot of day-to-day stuff and shoulder that um, responsibility. So it does give me time to dedicate to other things. But it's a huge undertaking is, I suppose, what I'm getting at. And even by spending that level of time on things, um, it's still not as consistent as I think it could and should be. You know, you look at um, some social media people, I don't know, Stephen Bartley, Gary Vee, people like that. They're posting five times a day on all the platforms, content spitting out here, 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 here. I don't have that kind of time commitment and probably a lot of brokers don't. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that extreme, but there has got to be a minimum time commitment. Thank you. Yeah. Preach. That is exactly what I think. I'm bored. I'm so tired. Forget it. I, I honestly wouldn't bother unless you can dedicate depends on what platform you're on so I don't want to give a figure but you are going to be talking hours a week in my opinion irrespective of the platform well you're absolutely right and even when we spend hours so um, a lot of our clients ask for us to do it for them so they got they opt for the done for you service um because it's too time consuming okay so you know if you're doing it all yourself in-house you know well done to you but in the majority of no, sorry, we still have help. You have help. Okay, cool. All right, I mean, the YouTube though, I'm the one filming it. I'm the one doing a lot of putting the ideas together. Um, so I still put a lot of time into it, and as well, I'm a bit fussy. So even though we have an editor, I then do probably go in and do a bit more editing myself. So yeah, really? we do still help but I still dedicate that level of time to things. Well, yeah. you, well, that's the difference. So what was exactly case in point, what I was trying to say is even when you get us to do it, I mean, we do videos and we edit them in, in what I think is to perfection. Like they are actually beautiful videos that we create. Um, and 100% of our clients are happy with the result, even when on camera, they were so nervous. And then when we look at the recording, they're like, who's that? Like, that's not me. Because obviously we've been able to create a setting. and a... So I know we reproduce beautiful work, but just posting 20 videos isn't going to, you know, isn't going to make you go viral. Okay. So even though we've taken the bulk of the work and we've done the hardest part for you and we've taken the heavy lifting, you still have to have an interest in in logging in and, and chatting to people and engaging. I mean, we do the engagement for our clients as well. But if we're doing 20 minutes, what about you just doing 10? What about, you know, if you do 10 a day over the course of a year, what would how would that change your business, right? Do you see where I'm trying to get? So your passion for it is why you're successful because a lot of our clients might say something like, oh, I ain't got time for social media. You just, you just do it. And we're like, it doesn't sound like you even care about it so if you don't care about it why would I do it for you so you know we usually work with that kind of kind of situation because we're like look even if we're spending six hours a day on social you don't even care about it so (laughs) you you have to understand the impact this is going to make on your business and therefore be motivated but as soon as they get like one or two leads they're like oh oh this is working okay Let's go. So do you feel like you, has that changed your business, social media from a lead gen perspective? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, we do. It's a very difficult area to quantify though, because people follow you, but do you all, obviously we've got analytics in place and we track things, but to know that someone came from a specific platform is sometimes difficult to track, but it's definitely made a difference. But I would also say um, to anyone that's considering going on social media that the results um 
you know, it did take, I'd say, 12 to 18 months before we started to see a, a definite difference in things. So I think my point being there is that don't expect results overnight, I think. Well, again, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're right. Like, I could go to an event, right, uh, like a mortgage strategy, and that, that, that time when I saw you, um, loads of people, embarrassingly, uh, were coming up to me and they were like, oh, I saw your Tina Turner dance on LinkedIn. And I was like, oh my God, kill me right now. Like, I actually can't believe I posted that. I was like, that's really, but you know, heads of lenders and CEOs were coming to me. They were like, what a positive, you know, they were like really positive about it. And mm -hmm. that was hundreds of people in comparison to how many people actually engaged with the post yeah. versus how many people actually are. So there's a lot of people that are watching, but they might not necessarily take action. And um, one of our mortgage brokers um, got a lead through his um, email and they said, um, no, they called the office. They were like, oh, hi, I want to speak to Paul, like like the actual name of the broker. And they were like looking him up on, looking up the client on the system. They're like, oh, you're not on the system. How do you know Paul? He was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been seeing his videos on Instagram. They're like, yeah, we've spoken. We've spoken on DMs. And like, that's the power. That, and, the guy, and Paul's like, I don't know who this guy is. I have no idea who this person is. But that's the difference, is it? Do you ever find that? Do you ever, like, does someone come up to you and they're like, oh, my God, it's Nicola from LinkedIn or YouTube? Raz, I have. It's it's the most bizarre thing. So I was, I get people come up to me at events. I followed your YouTube. The guy that runs one of my favourite local restaurants was like, oh, you do mortgages? I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I see you, YouTube. No, Roz, this, this happened the other day, right? And this one did... <laughs> I did find this experience really, really, I was quite chuffed. I thought, bloody hell, the power of this. But anyway, I went to London just with my husband. We went for a weekend away um, in the hotel lobby, going out for pre-night drinks, if you like. And someone came up to me, Nicola. They called me Nicola. And I looked over, I was like, do I know you? And he was like, you don't know me, no. And he was like, I follow you, YouTube, and you really helped me buy my first property. And I was like... Oh my gosh, that was just literally in a hotel in central London. I'm not even from London. And you do know what I mean? It's really oh, I do. Oh my gosh. The power of it is is crazy. Um, I, I make my family think that I'm actually famous. So um when I uh I'm with my family and someone comes up to me, I'm like, Yeah, well, I'm famous. I was like, What can you do? I was like, you know, you are in the presence of a celebrity. So honestly, it's a running joke in the family because I cannot go in even on the plane, on the plane, I saw a broker mm -hmm. um, and they were like, Roz. And they were like, no, Roz, come on. Like, we're literally in the air. How can you actually know someone up here? And that is not that's I can't. I'm not famous, Nicola. I'm not. And that's the final left. Famous either, I'm not but famous. experience is pretty, you know, I, I mean, thought that's really quite cool. That's so cool. But. That just goes to show, I don't know how many followers you have. I know how many, you know, I know your YouTube is doing well, but, you know, I, I'm i not anywhere near the millions, right? So I don't have a million followers and I don't have, you know, a million views even on my on my profile. But that's how small the world is. You don't need to be famous on social media, guys. You, you don't need to have a million followers to build a six, seven-figure business off the back of social media. And I would put, like, that is my statement. Like, I've... I've built it. I've built multiple other businesses and helped them build and succeed to seven, six figures, um, just through the back of social media leads. Like that's that that is that is good enough. So, 
so yeah, I'm I'm so honored to be in the presence of someone else who just totally get, gets it, understands it, is excelling in it, um, teaches me a couple of things as well, like when I watch you, when you're doing your thing. So YouTube is not a channel I have um, focused on or mastered, but um, obviously for me, it's in, on another channel. So yeah, thank you for sharing your insights on that. So if people want to follow you and connect and learn from you, wh where can they go? Um, so I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Nicola McKenzie, and it's M-C-K um, as opposed to M-A-C. Um, I'd probably say, I know I said I don't really post on a personal level, but I'd probably say what I put on LinkedIn, I tend to post news and updates and things like that, purely because, again, I'd love to be crafting content specifically for LinkedIn, but it's just, again, a bit too time consuming. So that's probably the platform that I get the most personal on, actually. Um Obviously, our company pages, we're on most of the platforms. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, we'll share it in the show notes. We'll share links to uh, Nicola and Dunham McCarthy's um, pages. So if you want to connect, if you want to follow this amazing company, if you want to follow Nicola, then you can really learn a lot from their social media presence, how they're running. I mean, there's so many other subjects we could have touched on, but thank you so, so much for um, having this lovely conversation with me and to you listeners if you enjoyed this show if you feel like you want to dig deeper and get get a bit more um, you know guidance on this subject then please do share this episode please reach out to Nicola if you need any um, like content social media help there's so many people out there that can help you um, but of course if you've never checked out Manuka Media if you don't know who we are etc please do check out our website we're obviously on social media everywhere um, but it's so vital. I brought you this show today because I want you to understand the power of not just your business and culture brand, but also you as a personal brand and, you know, the difference that it makes going to a restaurant and someone recognizing you as a person, not just you as a business. So that's the power of social media and having a brand. So I hope you enjoyed the show and I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>